ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 7 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. That's right. It is Bet LA, hour three here on 710 ESPN LA. Without further ado, let's welcome in Fat Jack, professional handicapper. FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him. And uh, let's start with the first game on tap, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and you've got the uh, 49ers in the city of brotherly love. Not so much how much love they're going to get. <laughs> uh, but this Eagles team, of course, uh, is is favored by one and a half. Uh, the over-under here is at 46, 46 and a half in some places. How are you playing this one? Yeah, I mean, I um, I'm on a 13 and one run right now in football. I mean, just it almost sounds like a line, but it's the truth. I mean, just unbelievably smoking hot. Mm-hmm. And I think my I, my daughter my daughter called me this morning and she said, "Daddy, are the 69ers going to make it to the Super Bowl?" <laughs> and I said, "Honey, 100, 69ers are not going to make it to the Super Bowl. Now they may end up trying to compete against the Puppy Bowl on one of those pay per view channels, but they are not going to be in the Super Bowl." And I would say the same thing for the 49ers. So I, I think I have to look Philadelphia here. I gave them out in August at 25 to 1 to everybody and bet a couple thousand bucks on them. I think they're the more balanced team. And Brock Purdy, I, listen, I love what he's done. I was comparing him to the singer of the Macarena or of Gangnam Style. He's probably not bad. He's more like the dude from American Idol who's the front man for Queen or Vince Gill for the Eagles. I mean, he's serviceable. He's not as good as the original. But he's been getting it done against inferior competition. I think Prescott, after their fourth consecutive road game, went out there, turned the ball over twice at really inopportune times. I don't expect the same thing out of Philadelphia. I think that they're the more balanced team top to bottom, both very good offensively, very good defensively, top two in the league defensively. Uh, but give me Philly at home minus the two and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. A, a few things, and, and let's just let's, let's stay on this quarterback conversation for a second because two things that I, I have concerned. So a few things. Number one, I think both these teams um, match up very evenly, right? Both very good defense, you know, a lot of skilled players, a lot of depth, good coaching, a, a lot of similarities. Where I think they differ, obviously, is it, is, it, is it the quarterback situation, right? So for Purdy, we saw that rookie come out, didn't we, against Dallas. Zero touchdowns, I want to say, um, I want to get it right, 39.6 passer rating, only 50% completion on third down. But here's the thing about Hurts, and the giant game plan was to get after Hurts because I still don't believe that shoulder's 100%, Jack, right? But the Giants couldn't even sniff him. The, you know, the Eagles had six, sometimes seven, like, linemen, you know, in, in, in tight ends. They're protecting. I mean, Hurts was not even hit. He wasn't even touched. I think that's going to be a different scenario with the 49ers. So th- that's that's my concern. What 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 are your what are your thoughts about Hurts in 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 that what you saw in that Giants game? Yeah, the, the problem is you get so caught up. It's easy this time of year to get caught up in recency bias. So when we get to this next game, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk a little a lot more about that with the Baltimore and how they play in Buffalo, Cincinnati. You know, it's been the, the tale of two games in the playoffs. 
it's hard to look at what Philly did against the Giants and not say this is by far the better team. They are able to max protect and be able to get hurt some time, and they've got more weapons. I would say the only thing I would, would disagree a tiny bit is that I do think absolute quarterback, you've got a benefit toward the Eagles. Coaching, however, you probably have a benefit for the 49ers. I, I, I like everybody else, think Philly's coach is literally the new honey bag. This guy does not give a rip. He doesn't care if it's a preseason game and playoffs. He's looking for somebody to fight. He's not going to tighten up, go more conservative game plan-wise. I, mean, I love this dude. He's perfect for Philly. But he has no experience here in this situation. So that would get me a, a second of pause. But the reality is both these coaches aren't going to play one down. It's going to come down to players. The quarterback for uh, Purdy has thrown four total passes when they've been down more than one score. They played since he's been a starter. Teams that are so far inferior to them, minus the Cowboys who turned it over twice on the road at inopportune times, that he has not been asked to do anything special. This team hasn't even been an underdog since October. They've been they've had a very easy schedule. So if they go to Philly and lose, I think we're, that's probably what we're going to say. The party might be a great player, might be a great quarterback down the road, but he did not been asked to do anything up to this point, and you feel like that will eventually end. And, and is there a better place than the team that received the bye, the better team top to bottom, the other team that matches up stats-wise on both sides of the ball? All those things are what Philly is. So providing they don't go turn it over and do a lot of things that are out of their character at this point in the year, then I think they're definitely the right spot. The other kind of interesting thing that I've noticed isn't it funny how Christian McCaffrey has all of a sudden become the most healthy player in the NFL? This dude didn't play two straight games in Carolina. He's got banged up this. He's got twisted that. Now this guy's 100% every single – it's amazing what winning will do for you, and he's been a huge part of their success. Um, but, but top to bottom, you're right, especially when you factor in the quarterback. I think we're getting a better team at under a field goal, uh, which I like that spot. I do too. Over under is at 46 and a half. I'm leaning towards the under here just because of how good I think these defenses are and how limited I think Purdy is going to be on, on the, on the offensive side of the ball. What side are you on here with the over under Jack? Yeah, both, both top two defenses in the league, but they also both have two of the top five scoring offenses in the league. I can make a pretty good case either way. I tend to lean over a little bit. We've seen a kind of an ebb and flow of the totals. We had a bunch over in the wild card round. Everything went under last week in the divisional round. And I do think you have some quick strike offenses with, with star players all over the field, not counting the quarterback position. So I can see it kind of trending under for a lot, but then some big explosive plays taking the thing over the total. So just a lean. It's not a, I like Philly more than I do the total over, but I, I think this game of the two has the best chance of making it over the total. Here's another one for you, um, and, and that is uh, Philly has just been so dominant in the first half. They're the hottest starting team in the NFL, first in points per drive, first in touchdowns per drive, and first in scoring per drive in the first half. Um, and so with that being said, I do like the Eagles minus one and a half in the first half as well. I'm going to play that as well. Before we move on to the second game, some prop bets out there. Do, do you dabble in the prop game Slate? I had uh, – absolutely, I do. I, I Next week, I definitely will for the Super Bowl. We'll have at least 10 to 15 of them I'll play. Uh, this last week, I had uh, Kelsey over the uh, receptions total of six and a half. I think they were over before everybody got their popcorn and sat down. I mean, he literally was over six and a half early in that game. It was the easiest play on the board. Uh, and so I do – I pick and choose my spots. I don't play a lot of them. But I think when we get to that other game, I would go over with, with uh, Kelsey again. 
I um I, the the way that you beat the 49ers because they're so good against the run is through the pass. So I've got an anytime touchdown with AJ Brown for plus 120, anytime touchdown with Smith at plus 175 and Quez Watkins I think could be a sneaky good play at plus 850. I've got Hurts over 32 and a half passing attempts because I don't believe that they're going to have any success running the football against the 49ers. And here, my, this might be my my favorite bet, and that's Purdy over eight and a half rushing yards. Dude's going to be rushing for his life, Jack. Either rushing or getting sacked, you're going to hope he gets by that initial wave and get up the field a little bit because you're, you're exactly right. He's not going to have a ton of time. So it's what does he do with his time? It's a little like me when I go to the gym. I mean, it's what am I doing with my time? I stay up the water cooler or am I actually getting something done? So if he can get by that initial wave, I think that's a, probably a sneaky good bet out of a player that you're not expect to run the ball at. The question is going to be how many of those yards do you get back when that Philly front four gets home? All right, let's turn our attention to game number two. Uh, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com. Joining us as always here on ESPN. And that's Cincinnati now uh, now the dog again. This has been going back and forth because Patrick Mahomes, was he going to play? Was he not? You know, he's practicing. Is he limited? He came out uh, this week and said that he's been feeling good at practice. So as of right now, expecting Patrick Mahomes to start. So now Kansas City favored again by one. Uh, the over-under is at 48. Again, let's look at the uh, the side here first. I'm on the Bengals. I've been on these big cats for a while. What 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 side are you on here? Yeah, I, 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 it's like how many times are we going to be beating the head with the same hammer before we decide, you know what, let's not do that. And we've seen since they do nothing but get it done when they play Kansas City. I will tell you this, Zach Taylor and I went to the exact same high school and I, when I was not learning French from Monster Williams, apparently he was in a class learning how to peak at the right time in the NFL. Because this dude has got the secret sauce, and he figured out how to beat Andy Reid, which not many people can say that as well. Mm-hmm. With all that being said, I, I think there's some recency bias that we talked about with what happened up at Buffalo. It was clear early on in that game that Buffalo did not have good traction, as silly as it sounds, they were at home. But they were definitely deficient in getting traction, being able to get pressure on anybody up front uh, with their defense. And Cincinnati, even with the backup linemen, were able to run the ball incredibly efficiently. Uh, four, five, six yards of carry over the first quarter. If they're able to do that again, I like Cincinnati again. But I have a, tend- a feeling that that is not going to happen again this week. I think they're going to have a little bit more trouble running the ball. The interior of, of, of Kansas City's defensive line is a lot better than what Buffalo is presenting in the interior side. And I think they're going to do a better job of stopping the running game. And that's been my problem with Cincinnati going into the playoffs. If With these injuries in the offensive line, if they're not able to run it, get it predictable down in distances where they have to throw it, or, and they have to throw it, that's going to be a little bit of a problem for them. This is the absolute hardest part of the entire weekend for me to pick, having nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes' ankle, which is a big part of that. But it's simply because we've seen Cincinnati having the secret sauce to beating Kansas City. But Kansas City at Arrowhead, and especially if you're getting points, you know, Mahomes only been an underdog one of the time this year, and he did get beat that game. But they, he's not underdog very often. And I do think by what we saw last week in the combination of his ankle, we're getting a little value with Kansas City. So I just a slight lean toward the Chiefs minus the point. Here's something interesting. Uh, in the three games, as we know, Cincinnati has beaten Kansas City three times in the last 13 months. Um, Kansas City has led all three games in the third quarter. 
it's really come down to the fourth quarter. And Cincinnati has outscored Kansas City 59 to 41 in the fourth quarter. So I'm 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 really gonna be I'm gonna really be intrigued. And if it does come down to that, and we're heading into the fourth quarter and Kansas City is up and they're only up by a score. Uh, I, that's, that's some, I'm, I'm going to push that, but that in-game betting, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to head to that window for sure. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That's definitely a game you're going to want to pay attention to because there's a mm-hmm. ton of tendencies once the game starts, rather Cincinnati can run the ball. And then as you said, if it's close going into the fourth quarter, that has been when Cincinnati has been able to exploit some things, get some receivers running at times wide open and get some things done. So those in-game plays that we don't talk enough about, there's definitely some value there, especially when these two teams match up. The one thing we know is what these two teams typically want to do in big-game situations against each other. And they're very evenly matched. And, and Cincinnati has gotten the best of it, just said, three times in a row. So you're right, not only paying attention, but those in-game plays might be, might be worth paying, paying for dinner at least. Last, be, last, be, last but not least, before we let you go, um, over under, it's at forty seven and a half. You know, forty eight in some places. I'm leaning towards the over here. Uh, small lean, n- not a lot of conviction because I do have some big concerns about Patrick Mahomes in that ankle. Whether or not he'll be able to even finish the game, Jack. Yeah, I um, you know I, I do a TV show called Beat the Odds. It runs around the country, including on the Yes Network. It'll be on a couple of times on Saturday on the Yes Network. And we give away a top play on that show, and I've hit seven the last eight, and I think half of those have been this Kansas City team under the total. They have been very consistent what they've been doing offensively when they play average to below average defenses. They go under the total almost every time. They go over the total, which is contrary to what you think when they play good defenses, Denver twice, San Francisco, uh, those types of good defenses, uh, they go over the total. This is the absolute middle-of-the-road defense, Cincinnati, 16th out of 32 on defense. Uh, and, and that has nothing to do with the fact that I think both these teams have to run the ball. They've got to – Kansas City has to run it to keep – we don't talk about what happens when Patrick Mahomes' ankle gets hit. Now, even if he gets to 80 85%, if he's rolled up on even one time, it goes to 50% immediately, mm-hmm. and he's in the game with a couple of hits. So they have got to do everything they can to protect him. That is run the ball, get the ball out of his hands quickly – short passing game back links to the under Cincinnati beat Buffalo because they ran at five or six yards and carry in the first quarter and got out in front they're going to go back to the run that leads under I like under in the first half and I like under in the game great stuff as always Fat Jack so appreciate you when when you join us on the program uh fatjacksports.com that's where you can find him uh enjoy the games uh, this Sunday we'll talk to you next week I need to go get him let's make a lot of money I'll see you soon (laughs) let's do it let's do it from uh, from Fat Jack's mouth to the gom- go- gambling god's ears. Let's win some money. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him. That's his site. Quick break. We come back. We talked about Rihanna earlier on the program. There's actually, there's prop bets out there that you can make already on the halftime show. We don't even know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. We know two of the four teams remaining but we don't even know what the matchup is, but we do know that Rihanna is performing at halftime, and there are some prop bets that you can make. We'll dive into those when we get back right here on 710 ESPN LA.
This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. <laughs> there we go. Um, I, I, I love, I mean, the Super Bowl is my favorite because I'm such, I'm such a nut when it comes to the NFL to begin with. Um, but what I love about this is, is, is all, you know, that I, I wager on the color of the Gatorade, uh, the national anthem. Does it go over or under two minutes and 21 seconds? I, 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 I put money on it all. And, and I just, I find it really, really entertaining. So as we know, Rihanna is, is performing at the half. And so guys, and, and I want Michael and Rebecca are producing the show tonight. I want you guys to chime in on this. And I know we talked about this earlier. So you've had a good two and a half hours to kind of uh, marinate. And, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. So over under nine and a half songs for Rihanna in, in, in the total performance, I didn't realize how many hits she has. So based on the number of hits she has, I want to say over here, um, you're getting the, the same odds, but I'm curious. I'm leaning towards the over just because of the number of, of hits. Um, and, and, and of course, she's collaborated. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we, we don't see, like, if, if we see Eminem or if we see Dre, right? Like, oh, she's Jay-Z, collaborated. Or Jay-Z yeah. or Drake. Or Jay-Z, right? Like, I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll see, like, spot appearances. I really do. We, I, I, I do believe we'll see that. But anyway, so let's start there. Over under nine and a half songs. Well, my question would be how much time is allotted that's a, for that's the That's a big show? factor too. That's what I that's the info I would need. It's like isn't it usually like 15 minutes or something like that? Yep. Yeah, but they don't but you know, it's it, a lot of times it's like 2 2 minutes of a song. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they might elongate, you know, the the halftime 15 minutes to like 20 because of the performances and stuff like that. So I, I nine, eight and a half or nine and a half songs is, is a lot to do. I think it's going to go under. I think yeah. she might do like six or seven. Go for the, I'm going to go for the under. You guys are going for the under. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> not not to that's got, not to put down her number of oh hits, no yeah though, of course not of course not I'm just I'm just t- you know I'm thinking time no you're you're saying time wise yeah so yeah. you're time-wise. saying you're saying under nine and, and plus we're, we're okay. thinking like producers and then plus if she's ha- if she's having guests too like the guests got to shine and do their verses and stuff like that so that's they got to yeah so that's, th- that's gonna take time okay her first song this is what's favored right at three to one um um umbrella we found love. And um, where have you been? Those are the three songs that are favored that potentially could be her first song. Ooh, see, I after was... that, after that, it's "What's My Name," "This Is What You Came For," and "Don't Stop the Music." Okay, I'm leaning towards. I think she comes out with "What's My Name." I, I, I think that's. I think, and, and you could get that at five to one. For gotcha. me, I think that's a that's a good that's a good like start song right like what's my name no it uh, but is. i'm curious so what do you what do you guys think what are you guys thinking for first song well i was talking i was talking about it with funches and i think that they'll go like chronologically so maybe they'll start with uh maybe she'll start with ponda replay yeah because dr dre did that last year she he started you know with his first hits or whatever and then went to the future and stuff like that so ponda replay is 14 to 1 Oh really? So for, every, for, so for every dollar I take, you put I down, I take that. 
<laughs> so for every dollar you put down, you're winning $14. What's my name is five to one. Michael, what say you? I think it's going to be uh, We Found Love because it's a really, you know, it hypes up the stadium and stuff like that. It's a real fast song, a fast-paced song. So I think it's going to be We Found Love. Okay, so It's a newer, it's says, a newer hit, too. Michael says We Found Love at three to one. I say What's My Name at five to one. And Rebecca says uh, Ponder Replay at 14 to one. Okay, what song does she end with, guys? What does she end with? Okay, Funches, um, this is, Funches this is what's has got umbrella, this one. Umbrella is favored at plus 150. Don't Stop the Music is three to one. Where Have You Been and We Found Love are five to one. Stay and Love on the Brain is nine to one with Diamonds and Rude Boy. So with that being said, what, what do you think she ends the show with? I honestly think Diamonds. Diamonds oh, is that's a, what I was gonna say. Diamonds is a really good song. I think it's she ends off and Do you have it? Do, can you can you play a, we can a play snippet? It, yeah. Yes. See, can't you just see, you know, picturing her just ending it her set with this? I can. I think you're right. The odds are good on this too. I think nine to one. So are we? Are we all in agreement there? I think we actually are. Yeah, I like it. Love it. Teamwork, guys. <laughs> Teamwork. Teamwork makes um, the dream work. So, so again, we're going under nine and a half songs. Um, Michael thinks it's We Found Love. I think it's What's My Name. Rebecca thinks it's Ponder Replay. Is is Rihanna's first song. And then her last song, We're All on Diamonds, and that's nine to one. Um, I do believe that I, I, I do believe that Monster is going to be played because I, I would love to see Eminem yeah. appearance. And I do believe What's My Name is going to, to, to be played because I, I, I can see Drake having an appearance there as well. Anyway, uh, so some fun stuff. Uh, this is just the beginning. Trust me. We'll get into all of this as we get closer to the Super Bowl. Quick break. We come back, and uh, I'll have some golf plays for you. The Farmers Insurance Open is happening over there uh, on the left coast where you guys are uh, reside. Um, I'll have some plays for you heading into the next two days. Up next here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Um, you know, the less of the load for me, you know, the better our team will be. Uh, you know, but I, I can whatever. You know, whatever the load uh, asks for, you know, that particular night, I'm ready for it. But to have AD, to have Rui... Uh, looking to get Lonnie and, and AR back soon. So we'll be in full strength soon, and uh, we're going to be a really good team. Uh, LeBron James, uh, the Lakers off tonight and tomorrow, getting ready for a big game against the Boston Celtics, who lost tonight against the Knicks in overtime, 120 to 117. So uh, big game in, uh, in Beantown, in Boston, comes Saturday night. Andre Snellings who's a co-worker of mine. Uh, of course, we talk about all the, uh, the on, on the ESPN gambling platform. He's going to be joining us momentarily. We're going to do a deep dive into the Friday slate 
of NBA games, hopefully give you some winners. Uh, and then uh, heading into, of course, uh, Sunday's NFL action, uh, but also uh, we'll do a deep dive into that Lakers, even though the line isn't out yet in regards to the Lakers-Celtics game on Saturday, uh, we'll talk about that matchup and some futures bets out there for the Lakers as well, uh, whether or not he feels that the Lakers are going to make it into the postseason in the play-in or make it in in the top six. So we'll, we'll talk to Andre in, in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. Uh, by the way, the Suns really screwed it up. I'll tell you that. It uh, looked like down the stretch they were doing really well, and it looked like they were going to come back and win this thing, and sure enough, uh, it, it didn't happen. So right now the Mavs up by four, 99-95 with 10 seconds left. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, uh, what is, what's, what's that phrase? A prayer? What is it? Something, something in a prayer? There you go. Wing in a prayer. That's exactly. It's exactly what the Suns need right now. Wing and a prayer. Actually, they need a three. They need, they, you know what they need? They need, uh, they need a three pointer, a foul on a three point shot by, Cam, by, by Cam Johnson. Or here we go. Nope. Done. Game over. Uh, so unfortunately, ah, <laughs> uh, and this just stinks because I told you this was, I can't stand. So the show that I do on ESPN two, uh, during the week, it's called daily wager. And we have something called best bet every night. We end the show with the best bet. And I had like, I can't, I can't say that every night I've got like, oh, this is the best bet. But I like, I probably went and, and, and I've got a look, but I have a feeling I went like six and two with my NBA plays tonight. It just so happens that I had the Suns minus one, minus one and a half. And that I, I just chose that as my best bet. And like, I lose. All in all, I went six and two with all my NBA plays tonight. I just, I just, I have a problem with best bet. You just, here's the thing. You don't just bet one game, right? You don't bet just one game. Anyway. All right. Enough about that. Uh, We've got, we've got the, uh, we've got the farmer's insurance open. By the way, the, the Clippers are just destroying the Spurs, by the way. So if you laid the 12 and a half or the 13 points, you're good. So uh, we've got about three minutes left before we bring in uh, Andre. So really quick, Farmers Insurance Open, as we know, is happening in Torrey Pines. Sam Ryder is at the top of the leaderboard right now at 12 under. He shot a 64. Unbelievable. Uh, especially that, that track on, on Wednesday and a 68 today. This tournament's going to end on Saturday because they don't want to compete with the AFC and NFC Championship game. So, uh, so how am I playing this? Who's still out there? I liked Max Homa coming in. He's six shots back. Why not? Uh, you could get him to win right now at plus 750. I'm going to throw some coin on that. Also, you could get him to finish in the top five. He's tied for fourth right now at plus 130. So I, I am going to do that. Also, I liked Brendan Steele. He is second right now. He's nine under. He's three shots back. Uh, you could get him to finish in the top five at plus one one fifteen. I liked him coming in. I played him in a lot of DFS, so I'll throw I'll I'll throw some more coin on him to continue to to play well and shoot well and to finish in the top five at plus one fifteen. Uh, Montgomery Taylor Montgomery. He's a rookie. He's six under. He's tied for fourth as well. Uh, you can get him to win at ten to one, and also you could get him to finish in the top five at plus one seventy. And again, he's tied for fourth. I liked him coming in, so I'm going to throw some coin on him as well to finish in the top five at plus 170. Burmeister. 
um, is uh, is tied for 20th. He's three under. And you could get him to finish in the top 20 at plus 140. I liked him coming in as well. So so those are my plays. Um, so Steele to finish in the top five at plus 115. Homa to potentially win at plus 750. Definitely finish in the top five at plus 130. Montgomery to win at 10 to 1. Also for him to finish in the top five at plus 170. And Burmeister to finish in the top 20 at plus 140. Those are my plays heading into uh, the next two days of the uh, Farmers Insurance Open. Again, I want to thank uh, Rebecca and Michael, of course, for producing the show. Michael in for Tyler tonight. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Um, we come back and we'll hear from Andre Snellings next, right here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We always like to end the show strong, giving you some NBA. This is how I, this is how I view it. Let's give you some NBA plays where you could win on Friday and Saturday, and then now you're playing with house money when you head into, of course, the NFC and AFC championship games. Andre Snellings joins us now. He's my, one of my partners in crime with our gambling uh, platform at ESPN. Andre, welcome in. How you doing? I'm doing lovely. This uh, Nick Celtics game tonight has, has been good for my uh, my uh, gambling situation for the night. So I'm happy. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. All right. Uh, let's like I said. Let let's help the people win some money heading into uh, into, into some of Friday's action. And where should we start? Let's start with. I know you like the Pacers. So the Pacers are getting eight. Going up against the Milwaukee Bucks, the Pacers are at home. The over-under hasn't hit yet, but you're on the Pacers' side. Why is that? Yeah, so that'll actually be a trend um, for a lot of what we talk about tonight. Because for this entire season, underdogs that are way under, that are getting a lot of points, have been far outperforming the spread all season. Um, We've been tracking it. On uh, ESPN, we do our uh, daily notes um, that run on the fantasy and, and the betting page. And we've been, been been tracking that if you were to just bet the under the, the big underdogs, more than five points, um, with the points all season long, uh, you'd be up several units, you know, by this far into the season. For the Bucks and Pacers in specific, the Bucks are starting to get healthy. You know, they, they've got Giannis and Middleton back in the lineup now, but I think they're still playing for the postseason. Like they're, a, they're the oldest team in the NBA. They're full of veterans. They, they won a championship. They're all about, I feel like this is almost their training camp. Like they're all about getting healthy in time for the postseason. So I don't see them out here trying to blow teams out. And, and you'll notice in the two games since they've been back, you know, they, they've been winning, but for the most part, they, they've, you know, been, been staying within the spread. And the Pacers are competitive. Even, you know, with Halliburton Hurt, they're competitive. So, I, I, you know, if you're going to give me eight points with them, then uh, at, at home, I'll take them. There you go. Um, Memphis going up against the T-Wolves. T-Wolves at home, 
plus three. Well, wait, actually, before we go there, I know, uh, if I recall, isn't there a, a prop bet, a player prop bet that you like in that Pacers-Bucks game? Yes, I will go with Giannis over 30 and a half points because so before the injuries really kind of slowed Giannis, um, his, you know, daily props were typically set at 34 and a half points because, you know, he was he was putting up 35 to 45 points on a pretty much nightly basis. And so then when his knee started barking at him, his his um, he, he had three games in a row where he wasn't scoring very much. And then he sat out for a while. And so I think that's kind of depressed his market. But in the two games back, his first game back, he scored 29. And then in the next game, he went to 33. So I think he's back to scoring at a normal rate. And the Pacers don't have any answer for him on the front line. So I I like for him to go over 30 and a half. 30 and a half points for Giannis tomorrow night. Uh, Memphis, like I said, going up against the T-Wolves. T-Wolves at home. Home dogs getting three. What's your play here? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go with the T-Wolves uh, plus the three at home. Um, this is a situation where the Timberwolves have actually been playing really strong of late. You know, they're a little bit streaky, but for the most part, they're either winning or very competitive in, in pretty much all of their games right now, um, especially as they've kind of learned to lean into Anthony Edwards as the, the superstar that leads them with, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell and – the other players in more of a supporting role and Memphis you know they've been they had that long streak that got broken last Friday by the Lakers and since then they've I think lost what three three four in a row like they're they're just not playing at quite the same level as they were before and Minnesota and Memphis you know they've they've got a little bit of history I don't know if you remember the playoffs last year with um, Carly Anthony Towns' dad and Ja Rule's dad and going back and forth so uh, neither team has any back down. So playing at home, I like Minnesota to, to cover plus three. And I like, you know, on the prop front, I like Anthony Edwards to go over 27 and a half points because he's just been in his scoring bag of late. He scored at least 31 points in each of his last three games. And over his last, it's one of those where no matter how far back you go, he's averaging more than 27 and a half. His last eight, he's averaging 29.6. And so, He's just, you know, the, the bucket seems big to him right now. So I like for him to go over that 27 and a half mark on Friday. That's always great when you're out there, at least, you know, uh, playing pickup ball. Uh, when the bucket looks like it's the size of the ocean uh, and, and you oh, just yeah. you just can't you, you can't miss. You're absolutely right. That's what he's been looking like. Um, the Orlando Magic, 19 and 29 on the season. Uh, they are on the road in Miami, taking on the Miami Heat, but getting seven on the road. What side of the coin are you on here? Yeah, I am actually going with the Magic. Um, you know, you, you cited their season record, and that's absolutely true. But they were down in the basement for the first month, month and a half of the season. They've been really competitive of late. Um, if, if you look at their recent games, they're either winning or very competitive, both at home on the ro- and on the road, against some really good teams. And so this is one that, again, it matches that trend of, uh, the the big underdogs uh, outperforming with the points, but even um, ESPN analytics. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a nerd, so uh, I like to look at <laughs> ESPN analytics, and they've got a basketball power index, and and they make uh, game predictions using BPI, and that that metric again by itself has just been doing really well without any other analysis involved. But um, their game estimate, uh, their their point, their their spread estimate for that game is a little less than five. 
um, they have the Heat as the favorite, but only by 4.8 points. And so that feels about right to me. You know, you start getting into the seven, eight-point uh, spread range, uh, I'll, I'll take the underdog. And then last but not least, you got the Raptors in Golden State taking on the Golden State Warriors. As we know, the Warriors better at home than they are on the road this season. They're favored by five mm-hmm. and a half. How are you playing this bad boy? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the Raptors plus five and a half. Um, so a couple things. We don't know if Andrew Wiggins is going to play. If he plays, that that helps the Warriors. Uh, he was sick and had to miss yesterday's game, um, and he's listed as questionable right now for tomorrow. Um, but even with that said, I love playing the Raptors. I, I, I really like playing props with their main players, um, pa- Pascal Siakam, um, you know, Fred Van Bleet, Scotty Barnes. It seems like two of the three of them go over their scoring mark pretty much every game. And so, so I really I, I pay a lot of attention to them as a team. And they're another one of those teams that's really been kind of either winning or competitive either at home or on the road against no matter how strong the competition um, in, in recent weeks. And so, yes, the Warriors play better at home, but they also had injuries, and, and with Steph Curry coming back, they still seem like they're kind of feeling their way since they've been back, since he's been back. They've blown a couple of 10-point leads this week and uh, had another where they, they blew the lead but, but held on to win. So I just I, – I like – what the Raptors are doing, and you give me five and a half points, um, I'll, I'll take that on Friday night. Wow, you're all about the dogs on Friday night. It's a doggy dog Friday, night. Friday night, big for dogs. Andre Snellings uh, on on Friday night. Before we let you go, we gotta we gotta talk about the Lakers. Big game for the Lakers on Saturday night, eight thirty. They're in Boston uh, taking on a Celtics team. The line isn't out yet. So I guess I'm, I'm going to have you put on two hats. Num, number one, I'm going to have you put on the odds makers hat. And what do you think the line will be when it does hit the slate? And number two, with that being said, how would you play this matchup? So I am expecting the line to be big because the game is in Boston and Boston is, you know, top record in the, the NBA. Um, so I'm expecting it'll probably be maybe – Seven and a half, eight and a half point spread would be my guess, um, especially with the Lakers' record. Like they're 13th in the West, the Celtics are number one in the East. So I'm expecting a big number, but I also expect the Lakers to cover that number. Um, they are a lot more competitive. Like they're 13th in the West, but last time I looked, they were maybe two games out of like the fifth spot. You know, so the the West just has a a very condensed um, uh, a group of teams right now. And I think the Lakers, as they get healthy, they are legitimately froggy. The, the question for me is whether they can stay healthy for the rest of the season. But with Anthony Davis playing, in, in the last 14 games that Davis has played more than 10 minutes, um, the Lakers are 10-4. and four. And, you know, LeBron has been putting up video game numbers for the last month or so, (laughs) and there's no reason to expect him to slow down. And Russell Westbrook has really thrived in this role off the bench. So if the three of them are all there and playing to their level, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Celtics outright. I'm watching the Knicks beat the Celtics by 12 right now, and I think the Lakers team all in is at least as good, if not even better, than this Knicks squad. So a big picture here, you could wager that the Lakers will participate in the play-in tournament at plus 110. 
Do you think that's a yeah. good wager? Do you think that's a good wager to make right now? Because you're right. I mean, it's a log jam right now from third, actually third in the West, which is the Kings at 27 and 20, the Pelicans and the Clippers, 26 and 23, 24, the Mavs at 25 and 24, you know, seven through 10 has anywhere between 25 and 24 games. Everybody's teetering on, on like around 500. And as you said, the Lakers are sitting here at 23 and 26. So is, do you feel yeah. that that's, that's, that's a wise wager to make that they will participate in the playing game? Or do you feel that now that AD is back, LeBron's playing insane. Of course, everybody's anticipating him. Obviously, you know, come, come in February, coming up in February is going to, you know, surpass the, the scoring record. Do, do you, how, how confident, I guess my question to you is how confident are you that a, they make it in as the play in or how confident are you that they make it in um, to the top six? Yeah. So I think that them participating in the play in is a reasonable bet to make because of, as I mentioned, all the uncertainty with injuries. If everyone stays healthy, I think they probably outperform that. But, you know, that's a big if. And what's the saying? If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So I think it's reasonable to 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 take that, um, you know, uh, slightly plus money that they'll make it to the play-in. But that's not my style when it comes to futures. With, with futures, I like to look for long shots, that I think are have a reasonable chance of happening. And so the the play that I've been eyeing with the Lakers is to win the Pacific Division at plus 1800. Um there you know there, there are a handful of games behind the Kings, but the Kings weren't supposed to be the the winners of the division. It was supposed to be the Clippers and the Suns and the Warriors battling it out, but with injuries and and kind of underperformance those teams are all right there with the Lakers. And so when I think about how much they were winning the last time Davis was healthy um, and what their upside is, I, you know, plus 1,800, I, I like that as uh, for a team that – put it like this. I said that the Lakers won 10 of the last 14 that Davis played. That's about, I don't know, what, a 70% win clip. If you take that percentage and multiply it times the number of games left, the Lakers would be estimated to win um, 46 games for the season. If you take the Kings at their current win percentage and multiply it out for the rest of the season, they'd be expected to win 47 games. So it could, you know, be that close coming down to the wire. And in a situation where it's that close at plus 1,800 odds, I'll take that. Andre, great stuff as always. Really do appreciate you whenever you join us here on, on Bet LA. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. I can't wait till next time. You got it. You got it. Have a great night and and good luck with that NBA slate on Friday. And of course, as the Lakers big game on Saturday night, taking on the Boston Celtics. Uh, This concludes our show. We've got you locked and loaded, right? Ready for the NFC and AFC championship games. I want to thank all our guests. Of course, we heard from Tim McManus talking about the Eagles, Nick Wagner with the 49ers. Um, Of course, Ben Baby with a, a nice little preview in regard to what's going on with the Bengals, Adam Teicher with Kansas City, Fat Jack with all his plays, and, uh, and of course, our producers, uh, Michael and Rebecca, who always do a phenomenal job. Michael filling in for Tyler, uh, but this, hasn't, this isn't his first rodeo. He's filled in before. So, guys, thank you so much. Really do appreciate you this evening uh, producing the show. Everybody, 
Good luck. Again, we've got you ready for NBA action on Friday. A little, a little, a little action on Saturday with the Lakers and uh, and the Celtics. Andre likes the Lakers, and of course, a lot of action uh, with bets, sides, over unders, prop bets for Sunday. And we'll be back with you next week right here on Seven Ten ESPN LA. Again, thank you so much for listening in. I'm Anita Marks. Bet LA again here on Seven Ten ESPN LA.